0: Welcome to Power Trader Radio's Trade Talk, the show designed exclusively for the savvy stock trader or investor of today. With the latest market analysis and strategies, stock market tips and tricks, investments with options in spread trades, near report, news, events, analysis, and research, we put it together for you.
1: Hosted by Andy Peterson and Mark Eli. And now here are your co-hosts, Andy Peterson.
0: And
1: Mark Eli. Hello, everybody, and good afternoon if you're listening to us live and you are in the Midwest or anywhere in the Americas. This is Andy Peterson. This is Trade Caddy's Power Trader Radio, episode 127. Not necessarily a milestone, but a very long road. Nevertheless, this is sentimental analysis part two of who knows how many, maybe just two parts. Sentimental analysis, like technical analysis, could literally, maybe not literally, but could go on for a very long time. But if you have a call about sentimental analysis or really anything related to options trading, why don't you give us a call? That number is 914-338-1702. That number again, 914-338-1702. With me in the remote studio from the Chicagoland area is Mark Eli. Hi, Mark. Hi, everyone.
2: Greetings from Chicago.
1: Greetings. And we also have two special guests. Uh, We have Ramesh Kumar. He is our CTO extraordinaire, chief technology officer, member of the C-suite, and, um, RK has put in a couple of major trades this last couple of weeks done quite well in the market. I also have a special guest in the studio. Uh, Daisy, Daisy is in the studio with me today. She <laughs> never barks, uh, unless we were live, uh, in, in, and on the air. So expect to hear from her. Um, particularly when we talk about bulls and bears, she doesn't like to share the spotlight with other animals. I take it. So, uh, but right now she's laying comfortably on the couch. Her sentiment right now is just a lazy, having a lazy afternoon. Um, I thought maybe Mark, for the first part of this show uh, for on sentimental analysis, we would go through some of the trades that we have been watching two of which we discussed briefly last week and two, which I'm not sure we discussed last week, but we are actively watching and trading. Uh, Again, this is for educational purposes only. We think you'll find this to be more educational, educational and and entertaining as well. Um, But please give us a call if you have any questions. I thought, last week at minute seven of last week's show, Mark, we were joking a little bit about Etsy. Uh, uh, My wife had panicked because she thought that Etsy was Mm. going out of business. She didn't think she'd be able to get the coupons that would generate the uh, savings that would um, affect the pocketbook. But as it turns out, um, they're doing quite well. And in fact, um, their stock is rising to new highs. And I looked at Ari, the Analysis Research Index, and Out of a score of 10, Mark, uh, 10 being the most sentimental, uh, most bullish you could get on a score, Etsy received a score of 10.08. I was wondering, Mark, if you could explain that to me. Um, There was
2: an old joke, and it was a – I had this same conversation uh, in 2010 when we were on the radio show. Uh, That question was asked by – our, one of our guests, the chairman of the board of Philadelphia Stock Exchange. And he said, Mark, how can you have a score greater than 10 on your RE score? And, and, and the simple answer was, mathematically, uh, RE uses the value of 10. But when I created the pro- product, I created it for myself. And I wanted to create a way to alert myself to some sort of event, emotional event, a news event that was uh, wanted to catch my eye. And and how did I do it? Well, I, I went ahead and said, okay, I will add a little bit of extra weight up to a value of eleven, but mathematically, I will not add it as part of the sum of the total RE score. So it's just a, a visual alert, yeah.
1: So it's like an exclamation point um, at the end of the ten, like hey. This is really um, an outlier here, something very important to look at. Well, speaking of a show from 2010 Power Trader Radio, uh, I decided to add a TBT. You guys all know what that hashtag is, Throwback Thursday, when you put something Mm -hmm. on social media that refers to something that's taken place in the past. Well, look for that post on Twitter and Facebook tomorrow, a Throwback Thursday link to a 2011 show that mark put on that interviewed the father of japanese candlestick charting techniques the man who brought it to the west steve nison and um believe it or not mark so i posted that two hour long uh, video uh training series uh video on our facebook page scheduled for tomorrow throwback thursday but i just couldn't wait until thursday to take a look so you will not believe what arrived on my desk today um, from Amazon. <laughs> uh, um, a cat? A dog? No, negative, negative. It is the book by Steve Nyson. Nice, it's a hardback. It's Japanese candlestick charting techniques. I cannot wait to dig into it. I was actually already did dig into it a little bit. Um, and I was showing one of my boys, who just turned 15 years old, these the candlestick principles. And um, we were going looking through some of the charts here and he was actually pointing out things that made me realize how, how fundamental and also um, useful the candlestick charting technique is because I just basically gave him some of the basics and he provided me with additional insight as to uh, how candlestick charting would be important to the investor. So my point is with a little bit of education, Uh, you can go a long way with your trading. And so when we provide you this information, it becomes um, as long as you are going to embrace it and learn from it, you can apply that to the trading floor when you're applying your trades.
2: And one thing to point out that Japanese are very visually – uh, they, they've got very good visual strength because of the written language. And therefore, the Japanese candlesticks kind of make sense because it visually represents um, how the stock underlying asset is performing. And it does it in a beautiful way that is clearly – it's easy to understand. And Steve, like you said, is the father of it. He he went to Japan. He learned about it. And, and uh, he came back and he said, hey, we can go ahead – and put this into the stock market. And he wrote the book on that and he's written several books on that. And he, he is the father of it. And in fact, he even promised that he would appear again on one of our radio shows. So listeners, uh, if you, if you would like to have him as a guest on our show again, please, uh, send, uh, an email to us or a message to us, uh, info at, uh, tradecaddy.com. And we are, uh, power trader radio. We would be glad to, uh, uh, rep, get him back on the show if you're interested in having that.
1: Yeah, that's right. And he said that um, he would be very interested in coming back. Like you said, I think we had over a thousand um, listeners that were chiming in at at that show, and that wasn't even one of the bigger, the biggest shows that we've had. But it was, certainly was a very popular one. He was a very popular guest. So after Etsy, we talked about doing that a little bit. Um, we also talked a little bit about Court last week. Uh, ticker symbol C O R T. I think we did a trade, Mark, for um, 78 days out um, because Ari was predicting a bullish move. Um, what was it that we decided to do there?
2: We, we did a bull put on um, 20 July 2018, and we did an 18-17 bull put. So we went ahead and shorted the put at $18 and longed the put at 17 Now, you at the very end of the radio show had brought this up. And so what we tend to do is we'll go ahead and we'll paper trade these on the back end. So at the time, I couldn't give you uh, the market value of what that trade because it was after hours. So right. I went ahead and queued it up and found uh, that we could get 50 cents credit on that. So that means you get a uh, um, you got 50 percent at risk, I mean 50 cents at risk and 50 cents to make. So that's a hundred percent ROI on that trade. So that trade has to do is it has to close uh, above $18 on 20 July, um, and if it does, then you've, you've pocketed that money. So.
1: Right, right, and right now it's at 1880 at close today. Um, I, you know, as we have indicated, it looks bullish. Ari believes it's bullish, so I don't think it's going to be a problem to close above that for us to get 100% return on investment. Now the AVDL, we talked. Yeah. Well, thank you. I mean, that was all Ari again. It was, you know, uh, we just, we just pulled up Ari and we looked at some of the best Ari scores and we researched it a little further. And next thing you know, we've got ourselves a really nice trade. So just so excited about, uh, about this trading platform. The next trade I wanted to talk a little bit about, and we've talked about it on several occasions is our AVDL trade. We call it the wheel of fortune and, We actually are applying that Wheel of Fortune now, but as it turns Mm. out, we might actually – the short call may execute and um, tell us about where we think that's going to go. That expires on the 15th of of June, right, Mark?
2: Yes, sir. And, And a little disclaimer out there. Uh, yes. This is a trade that we are actually live in, so um, right. that there might be conflict of interest, but nothing we say is a recommendation buy hold or sell. This is this is a trade I'm disclosing. I am currently in this trade. I believe you are too, Andy. So, As am I.
1: Yep. Yep.
2: So uh, AVDL, when we actually purchased it, there was so much volatility in that trade, and because there was a earnings event that had not happened yet, and that stock was eight dollars and Uh, 850 or something above and we were able to get so much on that short call we reduced our cost basis down to six dollars and 26 cents we've mentioned this a lot of times on our previous radio shows and we've used this as a um an example of the cover call the wheel of fortune trade so we our goal was to let that short call expire worthless or let it self-execute in in uh, uh realize our maximum gain on that well if this stock closes down below $7.50, then we will go ahead and short another call um, again, and that's the ingredient of the Wheel of Fortune. You keep doing these short calls, keep shorting That's right, and we
1: we may be able to continue to do these short calls. It it was kind of exciting because on June 6th today, um, it went up to 7.58 before I believe it ended up closing at 7.37, so we are right on the cusp. Of a decision making event that the decision will be made for us
2: well at seven uh at seven oh excuse me at ten forty six a m this morning it was at seven dollars and sixty one cents so okay it,
1: okay, I'm looking at it it's at eleven a m at seven dollars and fifty eight cents so but wow. yeah yeah, yeah great. It, yeah, yeah, so the, the ABDL trade, very exciting. The Wheel of Fortune means if, it, if the short call does not self-execute, then we, um, we lower our cost basis to the point where we can get down to $0 cost basis if we continue to do the Wheel of Fortune short calls, which we did apply that Wheel of Fortune uh, short call if certain criteria were met. Can you tell us about that, Mark?
2: Uh, absolutely. And for the li- people who are calling in, before I answer that, I'm going to go ahead. We are getting calls that are calling in, to, And the number to call in is 914-338-1702. Again, that's uh, 914-338-1702. And we'd be glad to uh, have you on the call. So what going back to your Andy's question, uh, one of the things we could have done is we could have closed out our short call early and done something called a roll. We roll out of it, and we, right. we go out farther in time. So in order to get out of a short call, you have to buy it back. So we, would, we were going to buy it back and then short another call, which is going to give us some more credit. And we were looking for a certain dollar amount to be reached in order for us to agree to um, extend stay in that trade for more time because for Andy and I, it's all about ROI in that ROI in a period of time. So we had to weigh how much time we had, uh, was, we're adding to that trade, how much time we were in that trade and see if the ROI meets our criteria. Brandy right. and our, uh, I myself, we have a 20% annual ROI. That's all we try to get in the entire year. We've already reached that, uh, early on in this year. So everything we uh, make beyond that is just gravy. So uh, greed is the number one killer of your portfolio. It will, if you get too greedy, you'll you'll uh, it's easy to make 20%. So um that's right. Annie and I were yeah, yeah Go ahead. and I were looking to that tra- uh, trade. So we went ahead and we rolled out to uh August or September. I'm sorry, was it August or September, I can't remember. September.
1: it was September twenty-first.
2: And we we tried to get a dollar five for the 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 closing out plus the the trade. It went up to about a buck. So we were we're a little bit a little greedy, a nickel. But what we were trying to do is cover our option con our contracts, our transaction cost. So that's one thing you as a trader want to always do: always consider your transaction cost. the fees that your uh, exchange is going to cost you plus your broker-dealer. And once you've, you've got that all calculated and you add that into your equation, make sure that that trade is worth your risk. I, a lot of mistakes of beginners, traders do, is they'll go in and they, without realizing it, they'll be placing, uh, put a lot of money out at risk for only a nickel profit. And that's mm-hmm. that's uh, that's not too good. So you want right. a little bit more than that.
1: Yeah. One of the things I like about uh, some of the um, trading tools that we have is it'll, it'll calculate that stuff for you. Of course you can calculate it on your own, but these are all factors. You know, how, what's your risk? What's the credit basis? What's your maximum return on investment, maximum reward, you know, even what your car delta, you know, your delta is on the trade and, or what your theoretical break, even all these are factors that you need to consider. And uh one of, at least one of our products, the option chain wizard teaches you how to do that. Um, and so speaking of the option chain wizard, Mark, and I think it's probably something we're going to want to take after the break. Um, I want to talk a little bit about T-Mobile. If we don't have time, we'll hop right into uh, sentimental analysis after the break.
0: Tired of trying to invent a time machine. Can't get your crystal ball to tell the future. Look no further. There is a wizard that can help you make money. The Option Chain Wizard from TradeCaddy can give you the ability to trade on future expectations. Not only can you make money on an upward-moving stock, but you can make money in any direction, up, down, and stagnant. Go to TradeCaddy.com to find out more. Have you ever felt learning how to pick good investments would require a great deal of time and energy? Candle Chart Analysis is a proven quick easy and powerful method of success for investors who know how to use this amazing technique. Learn from Steve Nissen, the author and one of the pioneers of technical analysis. He makes the learning process fun, easy and fast. Join him at learnfromstevenissen.com forward slash PTR. That's learnfromstevenissen, N-I-S-O-N dot forward slash PTR. 106 miles to Chicago we got a full tank of gas half a pack of cigarettes it's dark and we're wearing sunglasses you're listening to Trade Talk on powertraderradio.com
1: yeah yeah I quit smoking years ago no I'm just kidding Um, as a triathlete uh, you definitely want to take care of your body but yeah so that Steve Steve Nason Uh, commercial that that brings back memories that was uh, that was a great great video and he's he's still at it still teaching the Japanese candlestick charting techniques so Mark we were going to talk a little bit about the T-Mobile trade but I kind of want to just skip that and segue into sentimental analysis and of course sentimental analysis is uh, this is part two it's the voice of the customer uh, it's the opinion mining that is made online, that is ex, it ex, it's expressed in the volatility of the stock. And so when we were talking last week about the sentimental analysis, we were wrapping up a discussion on put-call ratios. And so we talked about uh, the, how the put-call ratio can apply to tell you whether or not a um, the sentimental uh, analysis will dictate whether a stock is bullish or bearish. And so, Mark, what is the difference between uh, the put and call ratios that Ari uses, uh, our anal- analyst analysis research index, and those that are listed by CBO, um, CBOE?
2: Uh, that's a great question. Um, back in 2006, CBOE started Chicago Board. Uh, board of options uh, exchange went ahead and started listing the total count of all the calls all the puts in in the total and then the ratio they started doing that on november 1st 2006 and uh, what they what they're doing is their options are called derivatives so they simply summed up All the derivatives of all stocks that they were uh, going through this uh, CBOE and then they also did that for puts and then they totaled those two and then they divided the uh, calls into the puts to come up with a ratio that very first put call ratio was 0.91 now uh, that was such a good thing they created a list and gave it access to uh, traders it's a CSV comma separated value list you can download it from SIBO by going to their published scheduled task market data data warehouse and look for their total uh file and and what what you'll get is a it's a it's a continuous file they append to the very end of it the uh yesterday's stock price whatever the value was all all that excuse me let me take that last <laughs> sentence away the uh put call ratios at the uh from the previous day for yesterday on June 5th, there was 200 and excuse me, two point, we'll we'll just say 2.1 million uh, calls, 1.6 million puts with a total of 3.6 or 3.7 million uh, in total. That put the put call ratio at 0.77. Now, -hmm. what did that tell the CBOE? Well, you and I, Last week, we disclosed what the formula was for knowing what that value would mean. From 0.75 to 0.9 is considered stagnant or cautious turf. But anything lower than 0.75 is bullish. And as you go down below 0.5, it's really bullish. So you're, you're getting very close to a bullish sentiment. We have not seen a bullish sentiment of this capacity since January 29 2018 that's a pretty far back you put that 5 5 months back you know uh where we had a 0.74 and that was right after christmas so we came out of christmas with a 0.79 and we came in uh 0.74 we entered into uh the new year uh on a bearish turf 0.91 so on January uh, uh, excuse me, I'm sorry, I, I'm, I am wrong. It's That's in January. We came out in, in, in bearish in December and then came into it at a 0. 0.88. So
1: excuse yeah. me for that yeah. last statement. No, no, that's okay. That's okay. And so when we're talking about um, uh, the differences, you can see that that is a fairly significant change. But again, very good indicator of where the market, uh, sentimental analysis, where the market's going. And so even though you hear... Um, You know, you go and check the news and there are a lot of bearish articles out there on the stock market. It seems as though the sentiment is quite to the contrary. Uh, It's a bullish market according to the bull put ratio or the um, put call ratio. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, Delta. Uh, Delta being um, one of the four Greeks, um, one of the four major risk measures um, and we mentioned this last week at minute 8:20 of our of the show uh, podcast from last week. So if you want to go back and check out what a delta trade looks like, well, I think we want to get even more involved. So, um, Mark, a, a delta if it's if it's .5, then that's usually at the at the money option call for a, a delta. And so the further away from .5 is my understanding is that the riskier the trade becomes. Um, so. If you have a delta of 0.5, that's usually the at-the-money option. So the example is, if a stock moves up a dollar and the delta is 0.1, that means the option cost will increase by 10 cents. And so what the put call or what the delta does is it, it measures that volatility the further away from uh, the, the, the options strike price is from the uh, stock price. And so what I wanted to ask you, Mark, is, Um, I pulled some questions out of our trade caddy uh, (laughs) education Um, and I thought I'd give you a a quick pop quiz. I've got three questions here and and they're all related to Delta trades and volatility, that kind of a thing. So are you ready, Mark?
2: Yes, sir. I am.
1: All right. All right. I'm going to go with the first question here. It's about volatility. Uh, Volatile trends optimize which of the following types of trades? Bull puts, bear calls, straddles and strangles, or calendar spreads, and why?
2: Uh, the the answer is to straddle strangles, and yes. uh, a lot of a lot of people will ask what that is. Right, and, and then a and a straddle or a strangle is where you're buying buying purchasing both a long call and a long put. So these are two debit trades. And your goal in this single trade, uh, this idea, is to place this trade on a stock that you don't know which direction it's going to move. You just believe it's going to move one direction a lot. And that so, means there's a lot. Of, go ahead.
1: Yeah. So if you're placing a straddle or a strangle trade, do you do you need it to be bearish, bullish, or or either one? It doesn't matter.
2: Right. In either one, it doesn't matter. And some people will go ahead and try to take a little bit of guessing out of it, and they'll find uh, that they want to put only one of the directions in there. They don't want to buy the other one because they have such a high degree of confidence that it's going to go in that direction. And again, they're kind of greedy. So the the number one uh, way to lose in this trade is for the stock to do nothing. So, and whatever event is you're looking for, usually an earnings event, to be set as a trigger. The earnings event comes, uh, for whatever reason, the uh, the stock, the underlying asset does not move at all. Then you've lost your money. So the difference between a straddle and a strangle is one is done sharing the same strike price. So I would be buying a long call and a long put exactly at the same strike paying for both of those. So let's say it was a $50 is is the stock price. And let's say hypothetically you paid $2 for this long call and $2 for the long put. So your total value that you paid for both of those is four bucks. So you would need that stock to go up over $54. You take the $50 strike price and you add what you paid for both of them and then that's the value you need to start making profit on. If that stock any value, it goes over fifty-four dollars, you're making money. Then flip it now the other way around. You get fifty dollars. You got four uh, four dollars into this. Subtract fifty from uh, uh, four dollars from fifty. You get forty-six. The stock would have to go down below forty-six dollars in order for you to uh, make money. Now that's going to confuse a lot of people. How are you making money? On a downward spinning stock. And that obviously is done by that long put. That insurance policy is is giving you that uh, privilege of making money on that uh, stock. Because you have the right Right. to sell it at 50. Right.
1: Right. So high volatility usually takes place after an earnings event or significant news, which ties into your sentimental analysis. So Delta Trades being straddles and strangles are ideal in these types of conditions as our credit trades are ideal for volatile, for a high volatility market. What I was thinking we could do, Mark, is, you know, we only have about a minute and a half left here, but what we should do either on Facebook, on our Facebook page um, or on our next radio show or prior to, or maybe both is why don't we do a couple paper trades that uh, we find using our trade caddy tools and through additional research Place a straddle, place a strangle, explain how we do it on our Facebook page, um, and then the rationale we will uh, we'll circle back next week and talk about um, the implementation of those trades, the rationale behind it. You people, If you sign up for our Trade Caddy page and like it, then you can follow us on that, and you can join in on the conversation as well through Facebook or through the radio program.
2: And if you're interested in a, our free newsletters, send us an email at info at uh, and that's T R A D E C A D D I E. dot That's the European way of spelling caddy. Of course, we got our true caddy uh, as the host of our show, and Andy right. will uh, give you some golf terms in the uh, one of our upcoming shows. Yeah, we get yeah, a little chuckle uh... out
1: of them. Yeah, that was that was a uh that was a real worm burner uh comment there, Mark. Uh, you know. Yeah, we actually have reports named after a lot of the golf terms on tradecaddy.com. So, you know, if you're looking for uh a melding of two great um, you know, entities, the golfing um sport the sport of golf, the game of golf and, and investing, uh, then you've come to the right place. So, check us out tradecaddy.com. See ya.
0: Welcome to Power Trader Radio's Trade Talk, the show designed exclusively for the savvy stock trader or investor of today, with the latest market analysis and strategies, stock market tips and tricks, investments with options and spread trades, near report, news, events, analysis and research, we put it together for you.